0: We have rejoiced in the goodness of Almighty God. Lord, what you're doing amongst your people around the world, it's a marvel. It's just wonderful. It's awesome. It's glorious. You're a living God. Lord, not a God of history, but a God of the present. And so, Father, we just pray that you will be with Brother Asabosi in a very special way. May that village have an encounter with Almighty God Himself. Lord, you do these things for a reason. And Lord, all we're doing is looking for that last one to come in. And Father, we're ready. We're waiting for that great rapture change. So, Lord, as we have gathered this morning, I pray you'll take the word, break it to us, remove the man, speak through the man, let the word of God find good ground, and may it bring forth a hundredfold. Father, bless your children. Now we pray as we turn to the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, Brother Ryan, for your special greetings this morning. Brother Neville it was certainly uh, a joy to see your face. It was a joy. I always I, I wrote Prince Neville. It's Prince Neville, and it's nice to have you here. And I trust your family's doing well, growing in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jonas and Hopi, I can't. I couldn't wait. I got the picture. I got Jonas. Jonas holding his card, and, and we thought it would be months, and here we are. It seemed like years already, but you're amongst us now, and rejoice in the presence of God. We love you, and just trust that God will do something very special for you as a couple as you journey along life's road. Nice to have the church full, everybody here. We were down in Dallas, Texas, Fort, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. I better say it right. Because Dallas is Dallas and Fort Worth is Fort Worth and somehow Fort Worth and Dallas are the same. By the way, we had the privilege to be with Brother David McGarry, pastor of, of uh, Bedford Church there. And, and Brother Michael came down. He wanted to have Brother Michael to have his first outreach meeting. Amen. So then he thought he'd better have his dad along. <laughs> so there was a first. It was a first for us to be together, first of us for us to ever preach together. And uh, God gave us a, a glorious and grand weekend. Amen. And for that, we're indeed thankful. And uh, Brother Josh Rivas, where are you? Brother Josh was there, and he was holding his own. Brother Ellie was there. And we had a wonderful time. And I trust we'll hear about it tonight. I believe my, Brother Michael will be speaking tonight. Let us know how things went. So everybody desiring something from the Lord this morning? Amen. My goodness, if the balcony gets any fuller, we better put some supports to hold it up. Come down. <laughs> it's nice to see you all here. God bless you. Well, there's a number of scriptures we'd like to go over. Uh, of course, you've known and, and have continued to pass along your, your condolences regarding my mom. And uh, just saw a little picture of her today and it was sweet to see her and, you know, it's, it's strange in the fact that, of course, they are wonderful memories through life. And yet, one day, we do have a promise. We shall see one another. And um, you start to, and then I just started to reflect on the whole experience and the different things. Of course, well, my brothers and my sister there, I doubt they'll ever get this tape anyway. So, if they do, well, they'll hear it. But life is Empty. This life to an unbeliever is the most shallow and empty existence that I, I've ever... More and more as you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus and to see life and life eternal as it is in its beauty and holiness, you start to realize the emptiness that, the, that this world gives. It's nothing. Nothing. But Jesus gives life. Amen. And that I'm so thankful for. And, and um, it's just a remarkable thing the more that you trod down life's path. You start to see life is so empty without God. It's so empty without the Lord Jesus. And so I'm going to speak on a little subject only to the fact that uh, as I was coming off the airplane. And of course we've had knowledge of, of all this kerfuffle around the world and everybody's fearful of what could be taking place in life and bombs and whatever whoever let them worry about it but as I was running through the airport they had a big sign over a door needing refuge and I thought well if that's my refuge I'm in trouble (laughs) and if that's the best you can give humanity humanity's in trouble but I got one refuge, Amen. and you and I have one refuge, and that's to run into Christ, Amen. run into Jesus. That's our only hope this morning. Amen. With your Bibles, please, I'd like you to turn, uh, there's actually a couple of scriptures I'd like you to take a look at. I'd like you to take a look at, at Mark, chapter 9, one scripture there. or two, I should say. Mark chapter 9, verse 14 and 15. <clears throat> I want to title the message, Running to Jesus. I'm running to Jesus. Mark chapter 9, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 9, verse 14, and when He came to His disciples, He saw a great multitude about them, And the scribes questioning with them, and straightway, all the people, when they had beheld him, were greatly amazed, and you know the subject that I've been preaching on, the wonder, the wonderfulness of God, the incomprehensible God, the amazing God. They're still amazed. They were greatly amazed. And running to him, saluted him. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seat. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him. And asked him, good master, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? So with reading both those scriptures, I would ask the question, and many of you, of course, would shout out, I've run. But maybe there's somebody here that needs to run to Jesus. You got to run somewhere. And you better find the place of safety. A lot of people run to various objects of life, feel that that is their place of safety, that's their safety zone. But there's only one place of safety as we will get into the message. That safety is in the Word Himself. St. Luke, very familiar scripture, said at verse 21:26. you don't need to turn. Men's hearts are failing... Them for fear, for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. They have read the scripture for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And now we are reading it in the light of the generation we're living in now. So we're not putting it in past, we're putting it in the present. Now. Where would you run now? Give me Jesus. Amen. Looking for those things that are coming on the earth. Brother Brand mentions in a... Uh, I'm going to read a quote out of preparation. So may I stop here just for a minute and say, I believe that there are people are in preparation of the last great destruction this world will ever know. I believe we are at the end. You can speak of people. You can put a Billy Graham in every city in the United States. They drink whiskey, smoke cigarettes, laugh at you and everything else just the same. They are in the spirit of the last days. And God cannot send destruction. Destruction. Before the people are in the spirit for destruction. Now that was in 1954. We're in 2018. I have to believe the people are under the spirit of destruction. So let me read that again then. They drink their whiskey. They smoke their cigarettes. They laugh at you. And everything else just the same. They are in the spirit of the last days and God cannot send destruction before the people are in the spirit for destruction. God never did destroy anything. Man always destroys himself. If this was a normal church, you would be quiet. But since you aren't a normal church, you are actually elected of God Amen. and understand the situation. There actually is a little pitter-patter in your heart Amen. saying, Lord, we've come down to such a time as this Amen. that there is getting a people getting ready to leave Amen. and you send a message that would attract a bride to catch her away. I say, God, be the glory! Amen. I'm running into Christ. And we didn't even know where to run unless a messenger came and said, Run into Christ. And that is the truth. You and I did not even have a a clue who Jesus was. Most of you, if not all of me, I sure didn't know who Jesus was. If you were a churchgoer, you thought he was the second person of the Trinity. Or he was somebody. But to a believer that has had a born-again experience in Christ, you have found yourself in him. And for that, to God be the glory. So if there's a people that are getting ready for destruction, there must be a people getting ready to leave. Amen. And I want to say this morning and make a declaration, I am in that number. And I want you to make that declaration. Saints, we're going to make some declarations this morning. If we are a mature people, and we're not a bunch of whiners and complainers, we know who we are in Christ, doesn't matter what trial we have, we walk in the promise, and we know we've got a rapture. Rapture. Are you getting ready to leave? Yes, I'm in that number getting ready to leave. Praise the Lord, Karen. We've been singing that song for 40 some years. Are you in that number getting ready to leave? Glory. There's no attraction in this world for me. For a believer, there's no attraction. There 's nothing Satan can throw at a believer that 's going to deter her from obtaining a rapture. Nothing i don 't care what they throw out. They got now holograms coming and they got their AR coming and their artificial intelligence coming there is that 's nothing to the intelligence that comes from God. You know, you know, you got all, all this stuff getting thrown at you, young people. Listen, it's trash, it's ashes, it's nothing. Yes. It's like I said to the young people back in Dallas, Texas, who knows what Pac Man is? Yeah. Who knows what Pac Man is? And if you put up your hand, we know how old you are. <laughs> oh, we thought this was the most exciting little machine available. A Pac Man <laughs> Eating an apple. And you would spend hours at it. Huh? And we really thought Pac-Man was some garbage. Now it's, I mean, they're bringing demons into your room. There's no Pac-Man eating that. It's devils. It's wickedness. I don't even know where it gets into the mind of man to show such evil, and people feed on that. Then I feed on future home. I feel I feed on a 1,500-mile city. I got streets of gold all over the place. Amen. Where the river of life flows, the tree of life on both sides. ready to leave amen there's nothing Satan can throw at us they're getting in their spirit of destruction, they're under the spirit of destruction, they're under the spirit of fear, who pushed that button how come he pushed that button what if it was the wrong person, Brother Bram said in one place, he said one guy's going to be full of vodka one day and push the button hey if they can push a button wrong and he's not full of vodka What will he do when he's full of vodka? And when one missile flies, they're all flying. It's just snowballs flying everywhere. Men's hearts are failing them for fear. People are making themselves shelters. It's an incredible industry that's going on right now. It's incredible. People are buying up old silos, spending billions of dollars. Those silos would make our homes look like a shack. They have swimming pools, bowling alleys, they have theaters, they have everything under the sun in their silos. Like that's going to help them. It's a billion dollar industry. It gives them a false sense of security. That's what it gives them. It just gives them a false sense of security. Like, our what, what happens when they get out and everybody else is dead? What are they going to do now? Have fun? It's all in ashes. So it gives them a false sense of security. Actually, one fellow says, buy, you buy my bunker, and I give you a vehicle that's bulletproof. Oh, isn't that sweet? I got to buy a vehicle that's bulletproof, the glass is bulletproof, the armor is bulletproof, the tires are bulletproof, and there's enough gas to get you 2,500 miles. Where are you going? Ash, ash. Where are you driving to? It gives them a false sense of security. But all of a sudden, you come to church this morning, you hear about a messenger that has come and it's no false sense of security, it's a reality the angel himself has descended, the book has been opened, people are getting ready safe and secure from all alarm praise the Lord Abraham said in sin of unbelief one of these days they're gonna wake up we're building shelters everywhere what good is a shelter when a hydrogen bomb is gonna fall why don't they just listen to profit and save sell 3 billion dollars give it to me give it to somebody, give it to a charity, give it, to, give it away as I was talking, a privilege to some scientist recently, he said, Brother Branham, that bomb will blow a hole in the ground, 175 feet deep for 100 miles square. What? hundred? He says, 500 feet under the ground. Why? The concussion will break every corpuscle out of your body. Just the concussion. C- c- break every corpuscle out of your body. What if you were a hundred miles away? It would still do the same. God has made it. There is no hiding place down here except one. Amen. And we've got a bomb shelter. It's not made of steel. It's not, it's not under the earth. It's made out of feathers. Amen. Glory! Glory! We are living under the shadow of the great wings of God. I'm sheltered. Praise the Lord. Under His wings we abide. And we'll be raptured before this thing takes place. Now this morning I want you to say amen. amen. These are prophecies being told to you so that you don't get down, you get up. Amen. We're going to be gone before these things take place. Psalms 91 and 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. In Him I trust. That's enough scripture, saints of God, to buckle up your old armor, walk out of here victorious, and know you're undefeatable. Is it indefeatable? We see it what it is. Well, Brother Branham said that it goes over the heads of many. Remember last week I was talking about the vindication? And the real meaning of vindication out of the Hebrew means to judge. And to judge rightly and judge wrongly. And then the other meaning for vindication is God doing His claiming. So you could have the millions of vindications through Brother Branham's ministry. It was going right over their heads. And God was showing him vindication. You had to judge it right or wrong. They couldn't see it. But God was claiming you by his vindication. Saying she's mine. He's mine. Going right over their heads. Think about it. Jesus walked the face of this earth. Messiah. Messiah. Emmanuel. God with us. Raising the dead. Healing the sick. Miracles, the Bible says, that, the books couldn't, the earth couldn't contain at all. But it was going right over their heads. And even at the cross, the Bible says in Mark 15 and 29, And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he cried out and he gave up, the ghost said, truly this man was the Son of God what does that say to you for me it says was he should have said is but they just couldn't catch it but the redeemed catch it he is almighty God he is my refuge he is my place of safety he is the person I run into when I'm in trouble when I'm in need I call on the Lord, and He hears me. Praise the Lord. We have been buried in Him. The Bible says the believer's position is in Christ. We are in Christ. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 4, according as he hath chosen us, where in him? Where is the believer? In him. Where is their safety? In him. Where is their trust? In him. It's all in him. So now the Bible says, according as he hath chosen us in him. I love it. I've got a quote here, and I love it. Brother Branham said, before the Bible was even written to be a book, he said, you are already in the book of God. Before there was even a Bible, you were in the Bible. Before, before beginnings and before that beginning, we have always been in Him. According as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. That means in the Greek, previously marked out in love. God got you Sally, previously marked out. He knew who you'd be, where you'd be sitting for now and forever. Amen. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. He doesn't begrudge you. You're his pleasure. Praise the Lord. You need to hear that. You're God's pleasure. Oh, I'm a failure. You're His pleasure. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Do you notice now it says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. I want to take a look at the Greek. The purpose then there is being predestinated unto the adoption. The purpose of this foreordination is the adoption means that the placing of those who are born of God in their proper position, son or daughter, Voluntarily conform to the character of God. There we go. We stop right now. We get stop right now. If you are predestinated to be a son or daughter of God, you voluntarily conform. (laughs) This is glorious. It's not a preacher coming across. You got to do this and you got to do that and you got to. If you're a son and daughter to God, predestinated. To be a part of the Bride of Christ. Amen. There's something in you that's voluntary. Amen. I want to be conformed to Jesus. I want the character of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're in Him. That's being in Him is your safety zone. You're His pleasure. And there's a voluntary conformity. Oh, I hope you're happy this morning. Amen. I hope you're happy. You say, oh man, Brother Tom is not going to tell us. We've got to read our Bible two hours a day and pray for five hours and, you know, read 15 message books a week. And Saints, I just read you the scripture. Now we just took the Greek part of that one little scripture. It says if you have been predestinated to this adoption, it's a voluntary it's a, a voluntary conformity to his character. Amen. Oh, to be like... See, young people, this is where you don't get it because you haven't met him yet. That's why you can daydream and go and play and do and wish Brother Tom be quick. You haven't met him yet. There's no voluntary conformity to actually be on the edge of your seat. Preach it, preacher. This is what I've longed for all my life. As a little boy, I wanted to know where God was. And I had a friend who said, I'm going to church. So what are you going to church for? He said, because we sin. I said, what sin? He said, well, I'm a Catholic. as We heard Brother Biskell saying this morning. He said, well, I'm Catholic and we sin every day. So we have to be absolved. So we have to go confess our sin so that we can be no more sinners. I said, whoa, is that too weird for me? That was weird even for an unbeliever. It's just weird. But that, is, that was their idea of sin. But there was no voluntary conformity to stop them from it. But once you've been chosen in Him, born again by the blood of Jesus Christ, knowing Him in the power of His resurrection, you're not conformed to come to church. You voluntarily want to come to church to have the character of God to mold you like Jesus. I hope I've said that plain enough to understand. That is why, daddies and mummies, it is your responsibility to sit them down at the table, say, son, a born-again experience is required of God. Unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom. That is why you float around in church because now the brothers are preaching the kingdom and you're not understanding it because you're not born again but don't go don't put them down encourage them get saved honey there is a Jesus that can take away your sins sit them down encourage them once you meet him you'll never be the same again this is what daddy used to be this is what mommy used to be look what we are today we're not coming to church because we have to come to church. We come to church because we love church. Isn't that, isn't that tremendous? I remember when Sam first got saved. He said, Dad, I love the service this morning. He says, I didn't sit in the service because Sam now is saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. And we'd sit up at night and we'd talk about the scripture and who preached and what was being said. He said, I feel so good not to be condemned. I'll never forget that statement, Sam. Then I know a person is born again. It feels so good not to hang your head when the preacher's looking at you. It feels so good to say, that's nothing but the truth. I once was a sinner, but now I'm saved. Amen. The burden and load of sin has been lifted off your shoulders. No, you're not going to a hell, but you're going to a heaven because Jesus saves. Run to Jesus. There's no place else to run to. Listen, no perverted website is going to run you to the kingdom of God. And you parents better get it straight when you've got young teenagers and having their access to computer. There is more perversion on your computer than I've seen in my lifetime. We never saw nothing because it was always under the shelves behind the cashier. And you never saw nothing as we grow up. Now it's before them perverting their minds. You keep this before them. Keep that before them, don 't get the phone before them. Keep Jesus before them. we 're fighting for their lives. We fought for your lives now. Your young parents, we fought for your lives. We preached hard and maybe too hard. and I like what Brother Ken said to his mom, and, she, and you know they get upset sometimes the way we come across. What we say isn't wrong, it 's our delivery. And sometimes we are too hard Or maybe we are too strong But what we're saying is not wrong It's true It's true saints And that word will save you Amen According as He has chosen us in Him Before the foundation of the world So being in Him I love this subject When you're in Him the Bible goes on to say in Romans 6, 6, you're crucified in Him. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 and 5, says you are quickened together in Him. Amen. Romans 8 and 17 says, I'm heirs together with Him. Amen. Why don't you run to Jesus? You'll be crucified with Him, you'll be quickened with Him, and you'll be an heir with Him. Amen. Hallelujah, brother Frank, heirs with God. Amen. We've been buried together with Him in Colossians 2 and 12. We've been risen together with Him in Colossians 3, 1 to 3. And we have been glorified. Now I want to shout throughout the whole church. We have been glorified with Him in Romans 8 and 17. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you've been crucified, you've been buried, you've been risen, you've been quickened, you're heirs, and now you're glorified. That's a wonderful place to be in, isn't it? Sure don't want to be in a bar. Don't want to be anywhere else. Don't want to be in a rodeo. I don't even want to be in a circus. I want to be in Christ. Amen. You just remember, when you're in Him, you're crucified with Him. When you're in Him, you are buried with Him. When you're in Him, you are quickened with Him. When you're in Him, you are risen with Him. When you're in Him, you're an heir with Him. And when you're in Him, you are glorified in Him. To God be the glory. Run to Jesus. Get into Christ. The Bible says in Psalms 90 and 1, Lord, Thou have been our dwelling place in all generations. <laughs> I love that Brother Andes, I love that. What was David saying? What was that prophecy saying? Lord, Lord, is He your Lord? Is your Lord? Lord, thou has been my dwelling place in all generations. That's where the righteous run into and are safe, in all generations. Lord, thou has been my dwelling place. That is why the Word had to come so that we could dwell in Him. We couldn't dwell in a Baptist church. We couldn't dwell in a Catholic church. We had to dwell in Him, which is the Word. And that is why this message came. How many know Jesus? How many run to Jesus? Say, ah, run to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Then... If you've run to Him, and you're indeed a Christian in Christ, a part of Him, it does not matter what state you're ever in, you will always be in Him. So we sing in the good times, praise His name, in the bad times, do the same. We're in Him. Just remember, if you wanted to put those scriptures down, I'll do it again. Romans 6 and 6, crucified with Him. Colossians 2 and 12, buried together with Him. Ephesians 2 and 5, quickened together in Him. Colossians 3, 1 to 3, we are risen together in Him. And in Romans 8 and 17, we are heirs together with Him. And in Romans 8, 17 says, we are also glorified together in Him. That alone should send our hearts aflame and on fire. But we hear words, 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 words. We need to do more meditation in the Word. We do. Because if we would meditate on just those six scriptures, six scriptures I've just read right there, you and I will be a transformed people. So then, as we said in, uh, I didn't, sorry for digressing, in Psalms 90 and 1, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place for all generations. Then being that we are son and daughter of Christ in Him, there's no change of His regard regarding you. So, if you're a son, you're always a son. There's no change of how He looks at you. God can't change. So as we often said, if He's loved you once, He's loved you forever. <laughs> so there's no change of regard if you're in Him. There's no change. It, it, it's our circumstances that causes all this commotion. And Satan bombards us. And we make ourselves feel littler than we are. We just need to go back to this little message. There's no, God doesn't change His regard regarding you. He can't. I'm the Lord God and I change not. It's us that changes it. So let's cast down our own thinking. Our own understanding. So then being that we are in him and there's no change. Or he has no change of regard towards us. Then it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. He still thinks of you the same. I just got a couple examples in here. Or whether you're sick, like maybe I feel like I am today, but I'm telling the devil I'm not sickly today, or well tomorrow. It doesn't change. I am the Lord God that healeth all thy diseases. It doesn't change. It's me, not him. I just got to deny it. Sniffles go, cough go. Amen. It does not change regarding God, it changes regarding our circumstances. You may be happy today. I thought I'd see a smile on somebody's face, but he didn't. And tomorrow distressed. But he doesn't change his thought of you. It's you that's distressed. God's not distressed over anything. I'm just slowing it down for you. Then in simple circumstances, as I laid out then, on just whether you're sick or whether you're well or whether you're rich or whether you're poor whether you're happy, whether you're distressed there's no change regarding what God thinks of you then there's absolutely no change regarding your relationship with him his relationship to you is the same as it always was he looks at you brother Brown says perfect It's us that looks at our imperfections. I hope I'm making sense. If he loves me yesterday — and you've heard me preach it on before — he'll love you today. Not just because you're glum chum, you're sad, or you don't have a paycheck tomorrow. It doesn't matter your circumstance. If He's loved you, He will always love you, and He will keep loving you. So then, in Him, if I'm in God, and I've run into Jesus, and I'm in Him, then I'm no better or worse in my relationship to God. We'll get into it. I know that got really quiet. You and I have and will never lose anything in Christ. He is my strong habitation wherein to him I am. Or I continually run to. He is immutable. He's Jehovah. He stands fast. He's forever. He's Alpha and Omega. And His name is Jesus Christ. This is now what Brother Bram said, anoint, uh, invisible union of the Bride of Christ. See, for the preaching saints, it's not only to encourage you in the faith. It's not only to build you up in the faith. It's to show you who you are in the faith. And if, if we can get a little bit of that, each service... That's special. That gets very special. That you can actually start realizing now. We are... Now, now just remember now. Because the, the message progressed from 47 to 1965. Brother Branham was sent as a messenger to this age. And that word was continually unfolding. So even as we start viewing the word. And that word starts to come alive to us. It starts to unfold. And should start unfolding in your life. So if you become stagnant, something is wrong. Because God is a God that's always moving forward. So we can't be the same as we were last service or last month or last year. Our revelation of Him has to be unveiling. Has to be continuous. It cannot be in past God showed me this five years ago. It has to be God showing you something right now and it's pertinent for your life right this moment. So then as we start, we've read the Invisible Union. We've read Invisible Union. We've read Invisible Union. We've read Things Are to Be. We've read Rapture. We've read Works of Faith Express. we've We've read those messages over and over and over. And it continually blows my mind that it's like I never read them. Amen. I'm, I'm sorry, friends. I've got them falling apart all over the place. These are the original books I had 40 years ago. And I said, why did I underline that? I should have underlined this. This is what that means. But now we start to understand, and that's what we're trying to prod you into. Don't stay where you are. Run. Run. Right, What did they say to Brother Brown on the other side? Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on, church. Oh, I, I got a nice little wife now. I've got a little baby and all that. That's nice. Press on. Oh, it's my little family and us two and no more. Grow up. Amen. This is a body ministry. Minister to the body. Eternal life is living for others. Amen. Not for yourselves. Amen. And that's what I find more and more as we see these young couples get married. I, listen, I was, a hey, surprise, surprise. I got married one time and poor Joanne our door was a revolving door for 10 years we had people living with us off the streets don't know them weren't friends we did everything we could for the body my children know what we do for the body and thus they do the same thing Saints, let's start looking to Christ, so that we can work for the body. Amen. I told one brother, he says, "You never had me over." I said, "When did you have me over?" <laughs> oh boy, that you know, get it out. We're backyard people, right? <laughs> Front yard. I love you, brother. He said, "Well, I can't. I, I can't bake." I said, "I didn't ask you to bake." I said, "Popcorn's good." He said, but I can't afford pop. I said, Kool Aid's great. People make so many silly mistakes that they rob themselves of hearing tremendous testimonies of those that have run into Christ. You rob yourself. Oh, yeah, I got to run to this science fair. What's that science fair? What the, that ball is going to be ashes everybody's got to run the science fair why don't you have a real science fair and have somebody come into your house and give their testimony that'll do more for your children they will hear the power of God the deliverance of God the keeping power of God but no we've got to run here we've got to run to Stanley Park we've got to run there no I'm saying run to Jesus run to the word and be a blessing to the body And the balcony said? Thank you. And the lower assembly says? Amen. Amen. I hope you still love me after I'm finished preaching. I think you have to anyway, so... I thought I'd throw that in. So now the Bible says... Bible. Sorry. Invisible union says, the anointed word of God being vindicated. Vindicated. The claiming. Being... Vindicated before any man that's born to be a son of God. Now you understand it in a different light. Only the vindication has effect to those that will be born to be sons of God. With the predestinated germ into them for this hour, they'll see the message as sure as as there's a God in heaven. Martin Luther saw it. Wesley saw it. The Pentecostals saw it. But now, what about you? They went into denomination, but here's the word, condemning it, telling you what we're to have today. Just exactly, Malachi 4, and all these other promises for the hour. What do you see, and what are you looking at? Here we are, the real, genuine eagles, here. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. Amen. I say praise God that for that predestinated seed. Brother Bram said this, in God's only place of worship, the Lutheran age couldn't do it. Wesley's age couldn't do it. Couldn't do it in the Pentecostal age. But in the day... When the Son of Man will be manifested and revealed, brought back the church together with the entire deity of God. Oh boy. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to press you in, saints. There's more than just knowing Brother Brandon was a prophet. It's more. It's, it's the, the revealing is way greater than that. This revealing, saints, is to revelate you out of here to reveal him, to reveal Jesus. This is the one I want you to run into. Oh, it's, I hope everybody's listening. He says, now, the Lutheran age couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Wesley's age couldn't do it. No. Pentecostal age. no. Nope. But in the day when the Son of Man will be manifested. Now, the Son of Man has not only be revealed, it's being manifested. It's being fanaru. It's being displayed before a people. And all they thought it was a Son of Man. They All they thought was Brother Branham. But Brother Branham said, I'm just a son of man. Revealing the son of man. It's not in the days of the revealing of Brother Branham. It's in the days of the revealing of Jesus Christ. And they were missing it. But those that are the seed gene of God have a voluntary action in them. That wants to be conformed to the character of God. Which this message is. Hallelujah. So now, saints of God, when the Son of Man is being manifested, revealed back and brought to the church together with the entire deity of God. That, did that leave 9, 1% out of God? It doesn't, does it, Brother Ernie? When a prophet says, now it brings the entire deity of God. Amongst his people showing the same signs. My manifesting himself like he did at the beginning when he manifested on earth in the form of prophet God. He's doing the same thing as he was doing when he was walking on earth as he was revealing himself as prophet God. Now he's revealing himself son of man. God himself. The fullness of the deity. People are missing it. It's going over their heads. Going over their heads. But there is a seed laying there. There is a seed being cast out. And a sower went forth to sow. And he sowed seeds down through seven ages. And there would be a group of people that start to understand this great revealing. Hallelujah. We're not just coming to church to see one another. We come to see the revealing of almighty God amongst his people. That's why he kept on saying, The dove is going around the building right now. The Holy Spirit is moving around and around. I say, God is present right now. I love it, Sister Ruth. That's the exact answer. Only believe. Only believe. The angel loved only believe. Only believe you'll get out of your doldrums right now. Only believe you'll be the most victorious son and daughter of God. Only believe. And you can have your healing right now. Only believe you can have your children right now. Only believe. Not coasting. Not coasting. We got the entire deity around us. My God, help me to understand. Brought back to the church. Back in its manifestation as the entire deity of God amongst His people. Showing the same visible signs as He did when He was here at the beginning. On earth as a prophet God. Oh God. Glory. <laughs> I'm reading. Oh, glory. Can you imagine being in that realm? Can you imagine? Oh, glory. Promised by Malachi 4. Now, Saints, just understand this. And we preached on this for years. We talk about the immorphy of God. God immorphy. I, I took that on uh, masks down in Dallas. God immorphy. God changing his mask. If you look it up into the Hebrew, in the Hebrew it says, and I know a lot of you know this because i preached on it a couple of times, God can never be identified of changing His mask unless there's a prophet there telling you His mask is changed. Because God can do nothing until first he reveals it to his servants, the prophet. So when God came to Abraham, prophet Abraham had to say, that's Elohim. Then when Jesus came in body form, there had to be John the Baptist. He was changing his mask. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Then in this day, when God's come down amongst his people, there had to be a melody. amongst his people again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because a prophet can only now show his revealing or his unveiling. Hallelujah. That's why he can say glory to God. People get, you know, they argue over this and over this point and over that point. We're talking about God. We took wonderful for a couple of services. You know, how does finite mind understand an infinite God? Really. And people argue over such nonsense. Just know this. We read Ephesians 1 and 5. If you've been predestinated to be a son and daughter of God, there's a voluntary conforming. There's a voluntary conforming to eat the book. It's voluntary Conforming, voluntary conforming, where he says, "Then and un- my mighty God unveiled before us that God now is behind your veil." Yes. Why? It took Malachi for prophet. God was changing his mask. Hallelujah! So, do I have the victory over this, or do I have the victory over that? Really? Really? Let's get out of kindergarten. In fact, let's get out of elementary school. In fact, let's get out of high school. Glory. Promised, he says by Malachi 4. Promised by the scripture. Worship Him. There is only one chosen place Of worship, there's only one place you can run into and are safe, and that's Jesus Christ, the Living Word. Are you still with me? Amen. We find then. I'll I'll, I'll skip this. We'll skip this. We'll skip this. We'll skip this. We'll skip this. this, But we won't skip this. The Rapture is on us. Glory. What is he coming for? First, comes to redeem his bride. Second, coming to catch his bride. Third, coming with his bride. Thanks. We're in the rapture. We're in the rapture. Get away from your boo-hoos. We're in the rapture. Super church time. Invincible army time. Amen. Amen. Glory. One thing, that's why it hit in the message, rapture, one thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire of His temple. For in the time of trouble, in a time where man has made and cause destruction and are fit for destruction and are prepared for destruction, for in a time of trouble, He shall hide me. He shall hide me. In his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me and set me upon his rock. Brother Ram said that's on his revelation. Glory be to Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. You sing it? The righteous run into. And they are safe. There's no worry about Satan breaching it. He's a loser. So the Lord in the name of the Lord is a and the righteous run into and are safe. That means safe is you know what it means in the Hebrew, brother Ernie? Set way high above all evil. I'm running. I'm running into Jesus. And when I run into that great high tower, I'm set so high above evil, evil can't touch me. Run. Run to Jesus. Run to this Word. I've just been over an hour. I'll just wind her down here, around here. This is now. God's only chosen place of worship. Worship. The name of the Lord is what? Can can now you sing the first part? The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into they are safe. If we just had that one scripture, man we should be busting out of here. Really? If that if there was one scripture in the Bible, you could just run out of here right now. Huh? You may think I'm a fanatic, but I'll tell you what, man. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Okay, the name of the Lord. the Brahm said, and God is the only place of, chosen place of worship. And the name is in the Word because He is the Word. Right? Amen. What is it then? And this to me is key, key, key. I've written it for years and years and years. The Word is... Interpreted is the manifestation of the name of the Lord. I just want you to soak that one right in right now. Run into this, saints. Run into this. The word interpreted, the word interpreted is the manifestation of... Of the name of God. (laughs) This message has interpreted Christ. And that's why you're finding people running here, running there, running here, running there. They're not safe. It's a false security. They've been building man-made towers And when time comes, and the floods roar, and destruction comes, they have built false security, and their towers crumble. But the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the word interpreted is the manifestation of the name of the Lord. We have run into this message, and this message is your strong tower. Amen. It will keep you from drugs. It will keep you from Laodicea. It will give you a joy unspeakable. It will give you victory over the devil. Amen. Then I say to you this morning, run into this message. There's only one chosen place of worship, he said. That is the manifestation of the name of God which is this message that has been interpreted in this generation. Because Brother Brown said, in the unveiling of God, the same pillar of fire that had those men write the Bible is the same pillar of fire that interprets this word. You know what that should do to every mummy and daddy? Rejoice. You should rejoice because the same pillar of fire that moved on Peter, Paul, Luke Mark move them to write the Bible is the same one that came on a prophet to this day to interpret what they wrote and that's why you can run into it and where I find people aren't running in they're finding false securities and they're failing fast and falling fast but destruction is upon us but the stage is set to go amen are you getting ready to leave? Then my encouragement to you this morning, get into this message. Can you give me five more minutes? Because i still got a lot of pages. I'm only on page two. So, this, i got to stop doing that. When I get to page two, stop. So... I'm talking to, uh, let's say, an adult class this morning. And we all know 1 John 5 and 4, whosoever is born of God. Who's born of God? (laughs) Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Period. Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. The world can't overcome you. It's impossible because the Bible says he can't. So, whosoever is born of God overcome the world. And this is the victory that will overcome the world. Even our faith. So then, with that, can I say this? I'm going to close. With that, I say this. God has some expectations of you. I know you've got expectations of God. But I know God has some expectations of you. It doesn't change much. But He's got some expectations. And I just thought I'd help you n- nail out a few here. When God shows the supernatural, He expects you to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, you, you must think I'm crazy. Because when I'm in my little room, I get up out of my chair. And I, and I walk around the room and I go, that is so good, that's so good. You expect me, Lord. God shows His supernatural word and He expects you to believe it. You know who came to my mind, Nathan? You. When God shows the supernatural, I have to believe it. I believe it. When I talk to look at my sons, I believe it. It's supernatural. What else does he expect? He expects you to receive the word, and in receiving the word, he expects you to be ready. I'm taking what the prophet said on expectation. we class now. He expects you to receive the Word. So that you're sitting here. Are you receiving the Word? You've got to ask yourself the question. I'm, I am, yeah, Brother Tom, I'm receiving the Word. Then, in then receiving the Word, be ready. Be ready. When God does anything... He expects the nation to grab it. Instead of that, you know, oh, well, I don't know about that. But He expects the people to get it. If you're concerned enough, sit down with the Scripture, go through it and search it back and forth. You know what? He said God expects you to respect Him. And He wants you to serve Him in righteousness. God expects His children to trust Him for everything they have. But we lean too much on the hand of man rather than on him. Here's a good one. He expects you to live for heaven. He expects you to separate yourself from your unbelieving friends. Oh, I know that one went over real well. Disassociate yourself from all those things. Are you ready for this one, bride? Because we're in Him. There's some expectation being in Him. All right. If virtue went from Him to heal a woman that was sick. Are you listening, church? He's expecting the same virtue in his church. Amen. I think years ago, brother, brother Ed said that, that you know nobody's come running up to him to grab his coat as they did to the prophet in Helsinki. Nobody's run up to me and grabbed my coat, but a prophet is expecting the same virtue that was in him to be in his church. Is this too shallow or too deep? Is this all right? You know, because when you start putting it back onto you, you know, it just seems to go real quiet. Why don't you say, yes, I, I receive that. I receive that. If I'm in Jesus and Jesus is in me, I'm glorified in Him. I'm raised in Him. I'm glorified. I'm quickened. God expects His people to keep their vows and their promises. He expects us also to display His token over our faith. He speaks His word and He expects His children to believe it. Musicians, why don't you come? God expects people. Are you ready? This is it now. God expects Now this, this one will really work with your mind. God expects you to be perfect. As Jesus said, be therefore perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. There must be some preparation somewhere. And that preparation was the blood and through the blood you're perfect. Quit letting the devil play around with your mind. You play with his. You play with his now. When he starts talking to you, you start talking back to him. You start reading the riot act. You tell him where his end is going. You tell him where he's going to go. And you tell him where you're going to go. So, can we finish up with this? If you are in Christ and you've run into this strong tower and this Word is the manifestation of God, when you're in Him, you are in Jehovah Jireh. When you're in Him, you're in Jehovah Rapha. When you're in Him, you're in Jehovah Nisi. When you're in Him, you are Jehovah Shalom. When you're in Him, you are in Jehovah Raha. When you're in Him, you are in Jehovah His righteousness. When you're in Him, you are in Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. Why don't you run into Jesus this morning? And just when you run into Him, see all the virtues that are laying there for you. And he expects you then to have the virtues for the church. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Let's run into. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. that's come. Saints, we're not lost in this world. We're not being fit for destruction. We're getting fit for a rapture change. Brother Bram said that Wesleyan age couldn't do this. The Lutheran age couldn't do this. The Pentecostal age couldn't do this. But in the day when the Son of Man is being revealed... God is being brought back together into the church. The deity of God is amongst his people. Surely we can lift up our hands and praise him. Surely we can glorify God. Say, Lord, do you hear me when I pray? You answer my prayers and we rejoice, Sister Ella. And we're not going to let the devil take away our inheritance. No, sir. I've been buried with Him. I was crucified with Him. I've been risen with Him. I am glorified in Him. Hallelujah. I've been told by a prophet. Now it all starts tumbling in on me. Christ in the true church, as we've been hearing, is the continuation of the book of Acts. The book of Revelation shows that the Antichrist spirit would try and defile you. Trying to make you lukewarm. Trying to make you formal and powerless. But this message exposes Satan. Reveals his works. How he tries to discredit God's word. But he knows if the people get a true revelation of the true church... And what she is, saints, she will be an invincible army. I believe that is not tomorrow. I'm believing in today. Deity amongst his people. Revealing Himself amongst us. But can we reach in? Or does it go over the head and be like a centurion? Surely He he was the Son of God. He was not the Son of God. He is the Son of God. She will be an invincible army. Amen. He knows that if the people get a true revelation and what she stands for, she will do the greater works. And I believe the time has come and now is. Father, glorify your sons, glorify your daughters. We're not just coming to church to have church, we're coming to church to see deity move around here. Is that they're getting too strong? Say, don't let it get too strong. Just say, Lord, open my ears, open my eyes of understanding. Let me actually see what God's doing amongst us. It wasn't just God now standing with a prophet. It's God now walking with his bride. Amen. He expects you to have the same virtue he had. And when they touched him, they were healed. And when we touch one another, Red says, the light goes out from one another. I say, let the glory of God fill this temple this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise our God. Hannah, what's that song we sing? You have to help me. It's a mental block. Our God is an awesome God. Something like that. What is it here? Our God is tremendous. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord. this morning. Maybe there's somebody here that has a need that wants to run to Jesus. Somebody says, I need to run to this Jesus. I've been weak and I've been in need. I need to run into this strong tower and be safe. Maybe there's one up in the balcony. You've been trying to run to your friends and you're getting weaker and weaker and weaker. But you run into this strong tower, you'll get stronger, stronger, stronger. Stronger!